This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because style is more than what's at the surface. It's self-expression, creativity, and stepping into who you are. Hello, hello, wonderful friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Life and Style podcast. So this week's episode is a conversation that I had with Leanne and Burke Jolly. So Leanne and Burke, the owners of Jolly Bodies, are the fitness coaches and educators that everyone needs in their life. They provide, in their own words, ridiculously fun workouts for busy humans and evidence-based fitness education. Their rainbow aesthetic and equally radiant personalities draw in the people they come into contact with, myself included, and the approachable and judgment-free perspective that they bring to the fitness world is much needed and much appreciated. This conversation is so value-packed and I cannot wait to share it with you. If you do love it, don't forget to share it with your community as well, whether that's texting a link or posting on your stories. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at the Life and Style Podcast. It is with a full and grateful heart that I introduce to you, Burke and Leanne Jolly. Hello, Burke and Leanne. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. Hi. Hi. So excited to be here today for our first official podcast invitation. I feel so honored. We're so glad to be doing this with you today. Oh, I am so glad to have you here. And I've been looking forward to this conversation, truly. And I kind of want to just get started with you guys giving a little intro about who you are and what you do. Sure. So this is always so much fun talking about what we do because it's really an extension of our life and kind of our outlook on, on fitness and our values, interests, skills, how those all align. I think that's what makes it kind of unique. So we, um, my name's Leanne Jolly. I have my doctorate in physiology and I met my husband, Burke in 2011. And at that time I was still in grad school. Um, starting your third year, starting my right? third year of grad yeah. school. So okay. Burke and I started dating right before my qualified okay. exams, which are an extremely stressful time. And for any PhD student, so I knew, I knew if the relationship could make it through that, we were going to, we were going to make it in the long <laughs> haul. So we, we began dating then. And at that time I had been teaching group exercise for, I guess, six or seven years at that point. I began during undergrad at uh, University of Arkansas in Fayetteville um, as a way to make a little bit of extra money on the side. I thought it was so cool that I could get paid 16 bucks an hour to teach a group exercise class. And I, I didn't know that that was something that was accessible for students um, in terms of a job there in college. So I got into fitness that way. And I just never, I never left. I, I loved um, the creativeness. What was really exciting for me at that time when I first began teaching group X was the idea that you could put you know, 40 or 50 strangers in a room, develop or design, choreograph a 50, 55 minute workout and watch people go through all kinds of physical and emotional uh, changes. And at that time it was 
mostly students. So that's kind of how I got started is, is teaching my okay. classmates okay. up at Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And um, what I love the most about it was, was more of the emotional side because I realized at that moment, like how vulnerable it is to walk into a space where you don't necessarily know anybody around you. It kind of reminds me of like that first first day of kindergarten or when you're in primary school and just not knowing anyone, being unfamiliar. And sometimes just, you know, the, the visuals alone are enough to make you a little anxious. And then the sounds, what you're smelling and, and all of that for your senses can be very overwhelming. So what I loved the most was the idea that, you know, class starts and it can be really quiet in the beginning and people are a little bottled up or closed off, which I think is easy and expected in a world where that's kind of, <laughs> we're told to take up less space and yeah. kind of, yeah, withdraw a little bit. So to watch in a 50 minute session, individuals with me go from being a little bit closed off to actually having fun, this really intense exercise. I started thinking like juxtaposing those two things together, the fun party Mm. style atmosphere with functional, smart programming. That was what excited me about it. But at that time I was a biology major. I knew I wanted to go to grad school. I did not know how to make a career out of fitness. So at that time, I really thought, you know, gosh, when I go to bed at night, this makes me more excited than anything else. But I guess it just has to be a hobby because I can't think about how I'm going to make this a job. And so I say all that to say when I met Burke in 2011 and I was in my third year of grad school, I've been teaching group exercise this whole time. And it wasn't until the year after I graduated in 2016, the last step of my scientific training for me was to do a postdoctoral fellowship. It's kind of like a residency once a medical student graduates from their, um, with their MD. So it's just additional training, just more of an independent position. And I was about six months into that knowing this is not what I want to do. And it was the only time in from, I guess, because I started teaching group exercise at 18, I was 32. And so I had been teaching year round group exercise from 18 to 32. When I started my postdoctoral fellowship, that was the only period of time that I didn't teach. Wow. And so I felt this huge void. And it, it, it's more, I think this is important to note too, because change, any kind of change, you know, in life, um, whether you're moving or switching careers, there's, there's the emotional changes that come with that, which I understand and you cope with and you adjust. This was different though. It was a really big piece of my life once it was gone, I, I sort of had this moment where I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to keep going on the path that I'm going. I want to go back to this mm-hmm. because now that I am unable to do it, and it, there's just, there's something in me that is, I can't sleep at night, not doing this. And so Burke and I decided to, it was that moment that we were sitting down in this little apartment in this city we had moved to, relocated to, and for my postdoc, and we 
we thought, how can we continue to provide? Because at that point, Burke had received his certifications and teaching group exercise because of me. I totally pressured him into doing that. So we had, before I graduated and relocated to do my postdoctoral fellowship, we had started teaching classes together, which was a blast and added a whole other element to this that just light bulbs are going off. Um, as a relationship, you know, a lot of people are like, how do you work together? And we love it. I mean, it definitely comes with its challenges, but we work really well together. And so that was just an added bonus of, of getting to do fitness together. But when we had relocated and we weren't teaching for, I guess, six months, we said, how can we continue to do this? At that time, neither of us was really active on social media. So we decided let's form a Facebook community group and let's call it, we were sitting there thinking of the name. And I remember sitting at this tiny apartment desk going, I mean, do we, do we, what can we do with Jolly? Cause, cause this is, I mean, who we it's are. It's a pretty iconic name. <laughs> it's yeah. And it, it works. And we go, what about Jolly Bodies? Is that stupid? <laughs> I mean, look, we asked each other back and forth. And at the end of the day, we were like, we don't care. We love it. Let's, it's amazing. let's call it jolly bodies. In every sense of the word, we want your body to be jolly. Uh, heart, mind, soul, all the good things, muscles and bones. And uh, we formed that community group then. And from there, that was, I guess, in early, no, it was a late 2016. We moved back home to Little Rock in 2017 to take an opportunity to expand our group exercise offerings for a local gym. We did that for a few years and it continued to escalate and grow. And then I guess at our peak of growth uh, is when COVID happened. So we went from being exclusively in person and being connected with individuals face-to-face to to 100% online. And this was in, I guess, yeah, it would have been March, April of 2020. And had you done online at all before that? We had, well, we had dabbled in it a little bit with trying to develop an online program because we'd seen the benefits of being online, mainly for us, our interest was being able to expand without having um, geographical limits. Because the only disadvantage of offering in-person training is that you are limited in who you can reach because not everyone's gonna travel. So we understand that and understood it at the time. And so we had contemplated and dabbled in developing an online training program. We had one for, I guess it was about a year called move with Leanne. And it wasn't video based. It was more instructional, do these exercises, yada, yada. Um, And then in March, when we had the shutdown, March of 2020, due to coronavirus, we moved exclusively online and we left our former job inside of a gym to focus exclusively on jolly bodies and developing our online presence. So we, how did that feel making that shift? Like, was that a scary decision for you guys? Oh, absolutely. It came with a lot of stress. 
(laughs) And just very much into the unknown of being all on your own. And we, up until that point, you know, we decided we were looking at, you know, what we had accomplished, looking at where the future of fitness is going from our standpoint and how that aligns with our values and skills and interests in terms of what we bring to the table that's unique to the fitness industry. We thought, let's bet on ourselves and let's just, let's do this. So we, I would consider it like a very grassroots (laughs) um, experience beginning in last March, converting our home garage into a full-fledged production studio where we record daily workouts and air them on our website through a subscription-based membership that we call the Jolly Bodies Digital Studio. And I can remember for the first, I guess, I think it was during that the early part of the pandemic where we all, it was so cute when we were all thinking, oh, it's just a couple of weeks, like everything will be fine, right? And uh, yeah. I, I look back, I'm like, oh goodness, we were so naive. And right. so it really hadn't set in um, in terms of the, the semi-permanence of it mm. until probably May or June. And that's when we knew we weren't going back. Yeah. So, and it wasn't going to be the same. So we, going through that process and shifting from being exclusively in person to being exclusively online and having to stretch ourselves and how to communicate our emotions and feelings through a lens, a camera lens, came with a lot of growing pains for the first, I'd say like four to six weeks. And That's when we really decided, though, to lean in to social media more um, and really harness the features of social media to to forge deeper connections online with the people that are subscribing. And what happened was, I guess, probably in the first couple of months, We went from having subscribers in Arkansas to as of December of 2020, you know, we're in 10 states. And then this year we're in 18 states and three different countries that people from the states have relocated to and wanted to keep, you know, doing our workouts from Kuwait and Malaysia. Amazing. And Zealand, amazing. Which is amazing to see when I get a notification that someone's logging in to doing the workout from uh, Kuwait. I know that that's Lindsay. This is what's so neat is the, um, I never thought, and of course, hindsight is always 2020. I never would have expected if you would have asked us at the beginning of 2020, where we'd be in a year or two, I wouldn't have thought, yeah, we're going to be, you know, doing online workouts. That's going to be our main stay. And I think a lot of gyms at the time um, that this pandemic started looked at online training as sort of a, I have to do this. 
is I have my established business and now I'm isolated from my customer base. So I'm going to shift. And so many gyms did a fantastic job Mm, with maintaining staff and learning how to record workouts. It, It was just amazing to see all of that happen. The difference with us is at that time, we didn't have our own gym. So we are kind of like the reverse situation where I would look at us and saying, okay, yes, we had um, an in-person presence and we, when we decided to, you know, become independent and go on our own, we began with online training first and really establishing that and getting comfortable with that discomfort and leaning into it. And then from there, we started adding in small group training and outdoor weekend classes. And it's just been a beautiful display of a human being's ability to adapt and the resilience in people that we've seen over the last two years has just been remarkable in terms of them shifting, looking at things a little bit differently in terms of their health and fitness in a more positive way to, to yeah. be frank. Um, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where you get really comfortable with your, with your daily routine. And so if you're used to going to the gym five days a week, seeing the same people when that is taken away from you, or you no longer have the option to do that, you don't have a choice anymore. How do you make it happen? That's what we had to decide. That's what our community had to decide as well. And they rose to the challenge. And um, so it's been an amazing, um, for as as difficult and stressful as it has been to now be small business owners. I mean, it's it's equally terrifying and thrilling. (laughs) That's that's how I will explain that. Um, So yeah, ever since, Ever since COVID, we've been just grinding it out in our home studio that, that we've built. And we're hoping that we'll be able to expand into a larger physical location in the next, hopefully, few months. We're crossing our fingers. By the time this airs, we know this could be, we, it could be green light or it could completely change again. You'll probably have more clarity one way or the other. Taught us. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we've learned to like ride the waves of change and really, um, I would say, I, I feel like we've mastered those skills. That's awesome. I should let you talk some. I could, I clearly liked. <laughs> hooked up. So let's make the next question for Burke. Oh, that was such a great, did you have anything you wanted to add to that Burke? I, so I, the original question was the original question was tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. No, that's, I mean, that's fast. I, I think that's a great synopsis. Uh, the wrinkle for me is um, my background is people. I've worked with people since I was 17. Um, that's what I went to school for. That's what I went to grad school for. Um, and so my biggest thing that, what I love about what we do is we, we get to spend time with people, um, Mm -hmm. and we get to choose to be people edifiers, 
We get to be uh, people's biggest cheerleaders. Um, we get to be the person that just stands in the corner with the pom-poms uh, in a sense. Uh, and I think we unfortunately live in a society where a lot of people don't get that. Um, yeah. And so yeah. if, if it was, we, because it is the Christmas season and yes, Christmas has started. I am skipping Thanksgiving and moving straight into <laughs> it Christmas is, yeah. and it is Christmas season. <laughs> Because it is the Christmas season, it's like Christmas all year long, right? It's, it's, yep. you want to provide those feelings. You want to provide those feel goods. Um, you want to be a place and choose an occupation that I think at the end of the day, you get to contribute and try to be an asset to folks uh, in the things that they're going through and then the things that they're experiencing. And so that is uh, kind of, I guess, what I bring to the table in all of this. Um, but yeah. Amazing. And I can say as someone who took your classes in the past and now follows along on Instagram, I feel like you're doing even more than you're saying because the way that you talk about fitness and health is so different than what you see other other places or in other instructors or other atmospheres. I feel like you're creating something that is more holistic in the way that you, the way that you encourage people feels so much better and more true. And like the way that you're educating people feels so mindful. And so I want to get, I do want to get more into that first though. I have a question about the actual workout. So on, in your Instagram bio, you say ridiculous, providing ridiculously fun workouts for busy humans, which I love that tagline. So tell me a little bit about where that tagline came from and what are some ways that you bring fun into your workouts? Gotcha. So we, the tagline of it, and this is through years of conversations and testing um, different workout modalities, timings, like class times, an hour class, 30 minute classes uh, with, with our community. And I am, again, my background is in science. So everything I do, I look at from a scientific perspective, right? So I, I'm looking at developing a certain hypothesis or I ask questions. I wonder how they would feel about this. How do I go about testing that? And the coolest part about doing what we do is we have human subjects, right? So we, we get to see this every day. And that was certainly an advantage that unfortunately doesn't, isn't the same online is when you're face-to-face, -face, you can read so much nonverbal communication, how someone's moving, the expressions they're making. Mm how they're feeling about a certain workout, the music that's playing, the, the, the energy and the mood in the room. What are things I can do as a coach to, to make that experience more joyful? Because that's always been our MO and it will always be our MO. Some people love more of a boot camp style and want to be yelled at, which that's, if as long our philosophy is in, in developing our style is if it hits your workout buttons and you're leaving that class going, I feel better about life in general right now. Like overall, like go for it, right? For us, we hope to help people get to that, that point by using education and fun, 
and efficiency. And so what we have learned through the years is that people are busy. Fitness is just one facet of many within their life. We underestimated by far the amount of stress that people are under on a day-to-day basis, not only regarding how they feel about their own bodies, but how they are doing in their daily lives with their jobs. So the relationships with their bosses, their coworkers, their kids, their partners, spouses, all of the above is sort of entangled together and certainly is going to impact their experiences with us, even if we only see them for 30 minutes a day. So it became imperative to us that not only do we want to make this experience efficient and fun and education-based, definitely bringing the education into fitness, which that could be a whole podcast on its own, honestly, because fitness just, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. It's one of the only health-related professions where there's very little oversight and policing of information that's going out. So there's a lot of misinformation. And from um, someone like me, who's been in a very formal setting for education, where there's tons of checks and balances, and you're always getting critiques and feedback, but it's to make you sharper and better and so that you grow. That's what I noticed was really missing from fitness. So Mm, we brought the educational aspect in, but what I have seen before with bringing education into fitness is it can almost become too textbook, meaning it's not relatable. If I come into a class and I'm, I'm spitting off facts about this or that and how your body works, that's great. But we're also very aware of the fact that humans, including ourselves, make decisions based on emotions and how we feel versus facts. Mm. And um, so when we really, you know, started acknowledging that was a few years ago, we realized, hey, this needs to be a fun experience. And it can be. You can put intense training that is safe and educational together with a very lighthearted, joyful, fun environment where we can laugh. I think it's, I think it's the difference. Like the idea, so you're as apt to see me in a costume as you are not. <laughs> I mean, that is amazing. That, that's, that's the joy of it. The, the industry has made it to be such a serious, um, almost a punishable offense, right? Yeah. You do this because you did X and you have to balance that out where we come at it of going, look, this is um, a part. It's an aspect. Let's not make it stressful. Let's not make it uh, something that we feel like we have to do. Let's turn it into an opportunity just to have fun, to to be around people that we enjoy being around, to do things that we enjoy doing. Um, And for it to affirm that it's just something that we're doing. It's not something that uh, is a correlation that we may have done prior or what the mm-hmm. industry would, it would teach us. And so 
the idea is we don't want to bring more mental stress or more stress into people's lives. We want to do the opposite. And, and that's in whatever yeah. we do, right? If, if we sold shoes, it would still be the same thing. I don't want to make it a stressful shopping experience for you to buy shoes. What I want to do is to make it a, an experience that is lighthearted, that there is a certain amount of levity to it, that um, it's something that's going to add to your life and bring joy to your life and not the uh, converse. And right. so, and it's a fine balance, I will say, because um, we're always on this, I feel like walking this tightrope of fun, enjoyable, unique, lighthearted experiences, also with the structure of a actual training program. Because I think what a lot of people we've come across have been conditioned to believe is that it's got to be one or the other. You can't have both simultaneously. And our point is that these things aren't mutually exclusive. You can have them together. But the reason that that has happened, and this is what's so beautiful about Burke and I being together, is because we've put our heads together and use our backgrounds to make that happen. And so when, when we talk about being ridiculously fun, what we mean is you're going to see us um, fall over during exercises when we lose our balance and we're going to giggle about it. Of course um, we are. Yeah. Too, uh, Burke is going to probably surprise you in his inflatable tube man costume at some point. Uh, in the middle of a workout, we do this in the digital studio. Our dogs are going to be in there with us, rolling around on our our dumbbells and stuff. Life is just too short. Oh, it is. It is. This is what we're learning too. Is the perspective changes year over year in a positive way for us. And we our our belief and the coach I was fifteen years ago, ten years ago, five years ago is so different from the coach that I am now. And I, I mean that in the sense that we believe in growing. We don't want to be the same. Our core values remain, but it's the way that we execute that in our online training and face-to-face -face and social media presence. You, we do that by, by asking questions to those that interact with us and not being afraid to hear to hear what you think, to hear feedback. I, I think there's also so many, like, it doesn't work when you're, when you're, sorry, he keeps trying to talk and I'm like, oh, wait, one more thing, one more thing. But there's no point. And, and again, I know this from science. When you become very dogmatic about something, you close off being able to develop relationships with others. You kind of bottleneck yourself into this niche that's so tiny that, and that works for some people. For us, we knew it wouldn't because our goal, and that's based on our value, our value is to reach as many people as possible. So if I am telling you that the only way to get fit is to do this one program and this one diet, and you have to look this way, and I'm putting all these rules in place. Again, we know as we've grown as coaches that that's not how life works. Yeah. It's a roller coaster for people. So how do we make fitness fit their life? Not the other way around. Yeah. And, and, it, and it gets really simple for me. Look, 
what am I going to spend my time? What am I going to spend my free time doing? Am I going to do something that's going to uh, be more stressful or am I going to do something that is enjoyable and fun? Um, and if my answer is the latter, well, if we're providing extracurricular activities, I want to make sure that they're fun. They're going to be things that are just joyful for people to experience. Um, I, I always tell people, look, don't even worry about the workout part. We're going to take care of that, right? You don't have to question the effectiveness and if you're going to work hard. Um, what I think part of our job is, is providing a time and providing a space just to relax, just to enjoy it, just to smile, just to laugh. Um, I mean, the, the fact Leanne has done a fantastic job making a lot of GIFs for uh, our Instagram and for text messaging. Are they called, stuff. which side note, are they called GIFs? You That's know the what? question of the century, honestly. GIF or GIF? GIF I think it's GIF, GIF, but I really could, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. GIF to me is the peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Here's an unsolicited opinion on that question. If it bothers you... <laughs> Look, I just, I'm curious. People, people are just trying to make it through the day. If you're going to bust me up, if I'm saying GIF or GIF, <laughs> look, I'm just looking for my next brownie. I'm just looking for my next glass of milk. I don't need a GIF or GIF coming. That's right. <laughs> okay, no, rating it in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, but it really is. It, it is something that I, I think, look, any extracurricular activity you bring to your life, Find something that's going to add life um, because yeah. everything else is, I, I feel like a lot of things are geared to really kind of take life from us and just trip us down and to make us feel isolated mm. uh, or question ourselves. Um, and so to go back, Burke's, Burke's gift. Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, that's what we're talking about. It's, it's me with it's my fun. hands on my knees. I'm here sucking wind in the corners going, ah, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And so and we made that into the right? And so that's, that's where we're at with this stuff. That's another thing. Like, who wants to see? And I mean, again, this is from conversations from people we've worked out with for years and have just seen just blossom and and come into their own, step into their own power, confidence, good mojo and vibes and, and oh. find that joy and movement, but consistently, right? And this is myself included. When I go to a class and I'm asked to do an exercise that makes me very uncomfortable and out of breath, and I'm going, why do we have to do this? And I'm looking at a trainer doing 50 of them perfectly, like it takes zero effort Oh my goodness. Yes. For me, that doesn't make me feel connected. It kind of makes me feel like I'll never get there or like I don't have my own strength or maybe can't find it. And I will tell you from our side. And again, I've been, I've been working out recreationally since I was 18 year old. It doesn't, my job is not to stand up in front of the room and make it look easy and make sure you don't see a bit of fatigue or you don't see me self-correct on my own form or trip and I'll go through all the things that you do during a workout. The only difference is the amount of time you've been doing it. And also I have the paper in front of me that tells me what's coming and you don't know. I thought so I have a little bit of a heads up and that's not that. fair. 
and I get to wear a Britney mic. That's very true. So oh, you get to hear my big labored breathing into the microphone when I'm so tired and want to say cursy words all the time. Yes. And I'm going like, why did I curse cursy words? Yeah, cursy words. Sometimes <laughs> we call them like we have different levels of curse words. Cursy words to me are the cute ones that are like <laughs> You know, less harmful <laughs> more than four letters um the five dollar curse words are usually the four letter words there's one in particular right That's right five dollar curse word so but uh we we go i uh, earmuffs we're, we're not saying anything but the point being is it's incredible oh it's fun it's fun it's relatable goal is that like we just want to be your hype people and for you to have a great time yeah. as you're, as you are becoming more comfortable with being uncomfortable in the movements and, and the challenges that are presented for you so that you can approach those challenges with a bit of levity and a little bit lower stress. So to, to everybody out there, um, we together, <laughs> we are like the most traditional like the oldest young people ever that we will take. It's like when you met grandparents, you're like, Hey, how do I get there? And your grandparents go, instead of just going forward and taking a left, you'll be there. We're like, you start where the grass turns yellow. And then there's a tree on the right, but that tree is not actually the tree that I need you to acknowledge. It's the tree further down on the right that has this particular little design in it that you really should stop and take 10 minutes and look at because this design is fantastic and it is going to bring so much to your life. And then after that tree, there's going to be our neighbor, Gwen. And Gwen, oh my gosh, Gwen is the greatest person in the world. And if you have time to stop at Gwen, stop at Gwen. She makes fantastic tea, sit on her porch, take an afternoon just to listen to Gwen. But when you're done with Gwen, then then we're gonna go and take the road that's literally five steps from where we are sitting right now and you're gonna take the next one so i mean all that to say (laughs) we're gonna be very long i know we've got to work on it but there's when you're talking about the human component of what we do every question that you ask us is going to somehow lead back where i'm thinking of 10 faces in my head at once Mm. and successes that we've watched over the years in classes and stories that I want to tell. And then I know Burke wants to tell too. We would need all day, but it's it's just so much fun. It's, it's, it's the stuff that we love and it's the people that we love. And so you don't, I I guess you don't read a book just to get to the ending. Yeah. You read it for the story. Right. Mm. And that's what our lives are. That's the career that we've chosen. It's, it's all of it. There's so many stories in all the ideas that we're talking about. There's so many relationships in all the things that we've learned. And that's, that's what it is, right? I mean, that, that's the fun part. That's the depth. That's the, that's the joy of all of it is, is the stories and the people and the relationships and and the struggles and the successes and the laughs and the tears and X, Y, Z. And that's, that's the job we want to work. That's the company that we want to run. And that's the life we want to live. And it's, it's, it's one that a tree is so vibrant with color that you can't just say it's yellow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Oh. Oh my gosh. So powerful. And I, I, what I'm hearing you say is like, you know, it's a, it's a fun workout on the level of if it's fun, people are going to be more likely to come and enjoy it and come back and find, you know, that community. But then it's also fun on, on this level of making people not feel alone. Like there it's fun and relatable and people walk in. And like you said earlier in our conversation, it's so easy to walk in and feel triggered by the smells and the sounds and the sights of people who seem to know more than you do or be in on some secret that you're not in on yes. to walk in and feel like, okay, nobody's in on the, a secret in this class. We're all just winging it together. That is so yeah. powerful and has like long-term implications, you know, and yes. the ripple effects are huge of that. Absolutely. We, That's exactly we, what we were talking about before talking to you. Oh, go ahead. We've always said that we're doing our job if somebody just wants to come and sit and that's all they do, um, mm -hmm. we're providing a place and providing an experience that provides that, that environment through or for the safety, the trust, all this other stuff. And they just want to sit and be there, not work out, not do a daggum thing other than just sit. That is what we want to create. Um, and that's hopefully what we do create is, is, is a, is a place that, um, legitimately it just brings life. Um, and I think Leanne does a fantastic job doing that and, and, and in a variety of ways. That's it. And that's also so. important to acknowledge too, even from my perspective, because while I adore sitting and, and, and putting together programming and choreography, I know at the end of the day, you know, a work workouts will come and go and they'll always be around. And there's always going to be so many options for people to choose. And we don't believe that there's any one modality, modality that reigns supreme. Mm -hmm. There is only one or some that that work best for you. Mm -hmm. Our job is to help you find that. And if it's not a program that we offer, it's going, okay, what are the things that make you excited about movement? And it's okay to say none of it, mm. <laughs> because I can certainly understand that too. And I've been through seasons where, I mean, you do this long enough. That's another, uh, another thing to this is it's a roller coaster and it's presented in, in, in reality, but it's presented to many people, like it's this very linear process, an upward trajectory. So the problem that I have with that is that assumes that you have all the access to facilities you need, all the motivation you'll ever need, all the time you'll ever need, all the money you'll ever need, resources you'll ever need, and no obstacles whatsoever. And we know that's not how life roles. So part of what we do is to also equip people from the, from the get go. Hey, just so you know, if you're starting out from scratch, that's the most exciting place to be because usually that's the most motivating for a lot of people yeah, starting a yeah. new starting, which I encourage people is I try not to like anything that gets people excited about fitness like as long as it's not harmful to themselves or anyone else, I'm like, go for it. Um, you know, I, if you asked me five years ago about New Year's resolutions, I would have had a different opinion on it. Now, 
I'm like very much on the side of Ben. Uh, oh, I don't want you to feel like, you know, pressure to change or whatever. You're, you're great. And that's true. But at the same time, I'm like, if January is the one time a year you look at fitness and you're like, no, I'm, I'm motivated. Yep. Go for it. Don't yep. let anything stop you. And know that it's okay to go from, I feel really motivated today to not motivated at all tomorrow or the next month because everything outside of your 30 minute, one hour workout with us, all of those things are moving parts, spinning on an axis around you. And those are the things we don't know. We don't know those things unless you share them with us and you're not obligated to, but we definitely acknowledge that granted that all of those pieces are moving Gosh, it, yeah, it's going to be a roller coaster. So it would be pretty unempathetic for us to say, you just got to pull yourself up and, and get it done. Yeah. I get it to a certain degree, um, but I think that intention doesn't always equate to impact with yeah. some of these statements in fitness. Of course, the intent is not to harm. However, what, what we have observed is that in some of this messaging, what it does is completely uh, mitigates what people are going through, mm-hmm. puts it in a yep. little box and says, hey, you just need to suck it up. You just need to choose to do it. That's very easy for us to say. We don't have to feel anything in order to say that. We don't have to get uncomfortable to say that. Yep. And so when in using that language, what to me, what it communicates is our comfort is more important than your reality and what you're going through. So the, the compassion side, the empathy side is okay. I acknowledge what you're feeling and I want you to feel validated, but the compassion part is the action that we think is missing from fitness a lot, which is what can we do to help you? What actionable steps can we work on together where you've got some responsibility, but we as coaches want to take some action to in helping you so we can do this together versus the onus is just on you, period. That's yeah. it. I don't, I don't agree with that yeah. as a coach. And I think it's interesting because I feel like it's mainstream in some capacity to acknowledge that different things work for different people, but then there are certain entire arenas such as fitness or goal setting or habit forming that I feel like it's often not acknowledged that different things work for different people and different people are able to reach certain, you know, like there are just so many variables that impact these things. And you're right. I think it's just so common for that not to be acknowledged that Whenever you do see it acknowledged, like in your setting, it's a total breath of fresh air. And it's, 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 it's sad that it's so rare, but it is. It's so rare and so valuable to feel, feel like there's room for you in whatever the topic is, you know? Oh, so. and I, I'm so glad to hear that because it's certainly like at times it feels a little bit lonely and, 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 and there's multiple layers to this. There's, there's the, as I mentioned before, the lack of oversight. So this void of, of education um, and, and mass amount of misinformation and, and, and um, perpetuation of this cycle of, of, of body image and unattainable goals that are being 
put out as something that are being presented like they're tangible. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at it from a scientific perspective going, this isn't real. How, how is this, how is this happening? And so to anyone listening, I would also encourage you um, to remember this. And I cannot forgive me because I don't know who originally said it, but comparison, you know, in that game and looking at something else and thinking, well, I, I want that, right? I'm going to go for that. And then you're disappointed over and over because you figure out on the back end, this isn't possible. And is it not possible? Because what's sad to me is we've met more people that have blamed themselves for not being able to reach those goals versus putting onus on uh, the leaders in this industry to say, hey, the information you're putting out is not okay because you're presenting this as something that's tangible, that's doable, and it's not. And and so the the phrase I use is the grass is greener on the other side sometimes because it's fake. That's it. So, so acknowledge, yeah. And you've got to be able to kind of put your blinders on in that sense. And that's what we're here for too. So one of the things we do, if you'll look at our DMs, they're filled with um, questions. Sometimes I'll get sent other posts or be asked, Hey, is this true? Or what do you think about this from a scientific perspective? And I try to be very non-biased and objective to everything because in science, the goal it's not to prove your hypothesis right. It has nothing to do with you. It's about discovering truth and things that are not known and finding another piece of knowledge. So you remove all of your pride and ego. It's not about you. You're going, here's my question. Now let me look at the evidence on both sides. So when I get questions like this, it's, I love being able to use my education to help answer them. And not in a judgmental way that's meant to make someone feel shame. Because as I mentioned before, like, it's all, you know, oh, people are faced. Like if, if they want to try something and use their body as an experiment, again, as long as it's not harming themselves or someone else, putting you in, in danger, I support you. If you have a question about a workout method or a diet, I'm going to tell you how it works. Um, and then if, and, and if that opinion is, hey, you know, maybe um, consider the fact that this isn't uh, based in science or there's not enough evidence to substantiate the claims that are being made for this product, knowing that if you decide to then go and do that product, no one's going to judge you mm-hmm. if you want to go through that. Uh, we encourage a lot about asking when you're trying something new, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from trying this? So that you're already thinking about what you can get out of it versus someone on the marketing side or someone who's selling, just, you know, taking your money and moving on. Try to get something out of it for you. That's the end of the day. That's what's most important to us is that you're walking away from these experiences feeling better and, and like you've got new knowledge or new information that'll help you move forward. The Life & Style podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. With locations across the country, Painted Tree is home to hundreds of local shops, all under one roof. Painted Tree vendors specialize in gifts, decor, fashion, and so much more. For shoppers, it's truly a one-stop gift shop, an experience like no other. And you can feel great about your purchase, knowing that you're supporting a small business. 
For vendors, owning a shop at Painted Tree is an unbelievable opportunity for growth. Owning your own business is so rewarding, but the cost of opening a brick and mortar store can be staggering when you take it on by yourself. Did you know the average cost of opening a retail store is $100,000? The reason Painted Tree was created was to give people with a dream a fighting chance at succeeding. We are passionate about giving dreamers like you the opportunity to do so without the buckling financial risk that comes with it. In this community, we share costs, resources, and wins. To learn more about how you can open a shop inside Painted Tree, visit paintedtree.com slash vendors. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. So to someone who's listening to this and they are loving every word of it and they're currently in a place where they're not moving their body, they're not bringing any level of mindfulness into what they're eating, what would be some of your top tips for like how to begin moving in a direction that feels better? Can I? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, we, we, we talk about this a lot and it's context is king, right? Um, we talk about, look, the industry will tell you everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day and that's not accurate. Everybody's 24 hours is very specific to them and what they're going through. Um, because the industry would go, I think, I think the blanket industry statement would be like, Oh, well, you're not doing anything. Great. Just walk, just walk, just drink water, just start there. Well, there's a lot that has to come into play to reach that point. Right. So Mm. what if you live somewhere where there aren't good sidewalks? Yeah. Or safe sidewalks or or well-lit sidewalks or now. and, And so there's a lot wrapped up in that statement. And there's a lot wrapped up in that question that the industry is just always gone boom, here's a stamped answer. The reality is, is I think it is a question and it is very contextualized to the person asking the question. And it's being willing to sit and listen. Um, the, we, we were talking about this earlier. I, I mean, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, just sit and listen and, and hear that person's environment, hear what they, in go through on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a quarterly basis, all these things. And you have to, you have to be, you have to listen, right? And you have to, I think the best coaches, I think honestly the best coaches in life are ones that help you self-discover and help you come up with the answer. They, Mm. They guide you and they equip you to be able to do those things. So if somebody's working with me of understanding what my day looks like and look, I'm, I can't add any more physical stress to my day. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody goes, Oh, well, you just need to work out more or you just need to lift weights and that's it. Or you need to eat more protein or you need to blah, 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 blah. I'm like, look, man, I just need to take a nap. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. what I, that's, that's, that's what I feel like that's all I can give. And so it, the industry has done a massive disservice to have a rubber stamped answer to that question. Yeah. And I'm not trying to dodge a question, but it really is so contextualized to each individual and what they're dealing with and experiencing on it. I love that answer. And it is an answer because you're saying the first step is to lo- actually look at your lifestyle and like you, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't jump straight into action steps. Like there has to be a backwards movement first. There you go. So that's a powerful answer. I think. Were you about well, to add I something? Think, uh, uh, to, 
snowball off of Burke and what he's what he is um hinting at here is until the fitness industry acknowledges the intersection of fitness with race gender identity ability yeah we can't put blanket statements out and say this should work for everyone. There's mm-hmm. so much. And that's what I say about us changing and growing as coaches. If you would have asked me this question five years ago, I would have told you, move more, move your body more in different mm-hmm. ways. Now, if when I get this question, I have more questions back and I want to know who's asking me. So what's your daily schedule like? Do you have a background? Have you... Um, do you, were you brought up in a family where you were criticized for the mm. way that you looked? What's your ability level like? Do you have access to a safe place to walk? What's your job like? How much stress are you under? Those are the questions I typically ask first before suggesting nutritional or movement interventions to start to turn someone's life in a, in a more a healthy direction and help guide them through that. If I was talking though to anyone, what I would say for everyone, I would say this, don't let the overwhelming amount of information that you see. And I did a post on this recently because it's funny. It'll all conflict. Don't eat carbs, eat carbs. Don't eat fat, eat six small meals a day. No, don't do that. Eat just two meals a day. Don't eat between these hours. Don't eat after this hour. It's all going to conflict. Yeah. Go to the food pyramid. What you learned in elementary school, hopefully, or can find on the internet, that basic food pyramid holds true today. Mm. And I find that so funny. You, you have all these different, you know, magical diets or magical workouts. And it's really exercises it necessarily the top priority when it comes to um like what's going to make the biggest impact on physical health now emotional health of course like the social aspects of group exercise we love and for stress but really nutrition and there's gosh again you could have a whole podcast this is touching on so many important things to us and i love being able to talk about it because nutrition has also been something that's been, um, I think, grossly oversimplified to just do this. And it's not that simple. It's just not that simple. Food is not just fuel. It's an emotional thing. We, we have holidays around food. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to feel a way about food. I feel a way about dessert. It's important to me that I have dessert every day. And I do. (laughs) I have dessert every single day that, because that's, that is important to me. It makes me happy. Now, do I know that if I eat nothing but dessert every day, that that's not the best for me? Sure. It's not as nutrient dense as what my body needs for the demand I put on it and the stress that I have. But am I going to shame myself for that? Absolutely not. Mm. Um, so the, the 
this is such a good question to ask because, and again, there's no, I don't think there's any one answer to it. There's all kinds of tips, tricks, suggestions you can find all over the internet, magazines, YouTube. Our thing is choose the ones when you see these tips. So if I tell you, uh, yeah, if you could start by walking, that would be great. And you think to yourself, well, I don't have access to a safe neighborhood to walk in. Mm. That's something you take that piece of information as a grain of salt when you mm. see it, when you see it typed up, because you will. Um, and figure out what works best for you. And I will say that knowing that you may not know. And in that case, reach out, reach out. Um, so in, in my mind, there's so many other questions that are being asked when that question is asked. Uh, and I think people just want to be understood and people want to be um, heard. Um, mm. People want to be acknowledged um, because a lot of times we, we can kind of navigate stuff for ourselves, but uh, it's nice to have a compatriot that cares. Mm, yeah. Uh, and I think that's in a lot of things. Yes. If you can drink more water, they'll drink more water. <laughs> that is good. That's, that's really my good. number one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think this is, that's the different answer that everyone needs to hear because we're, we're all hearing the same answer to that question in different, you know, packaged in different ways or slightly, you know, different variations. But I think this is the real answer that people need to hear. And I'm just, I'm grateful to you guys for answering it in the way that you did. Very grateful. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. So before we jump into my last few questions, I do want to ask, what is your favorite, each of you individually tell me, what is your favorite part about what you do? The people. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hands, hands down. Um, it's, it is, it's, so I'll, I, I kind of use the analogy earlier. Um, when you go and look at a painting, right? When you go to a museum and you look at a painting or when you look at a picture on the internet, we, we kind of take it in very quickly, but from left to right, top and down, there's so much going on in that picture. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what people are. Uh, and I think that's the funnest thing for us is you don't boil it down and put it in a box for every relationship there's so many colors, there's so many backgrounds, there's so many textures, there's so many things. And how did this end up in the picture? There's a whole sub story in that and blah, 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 blah. And, and it's fun. People are always going to be the root and the why. Uh, and that, and that is like, when you start talking about why you do what you do and what, what's the catalyst, what's the motivation I think for both of us, this is one of the, this is one of those core things that we share is it's always going to be people. It's, mm -hmm. it's always going to be people and it's always going to be stories. Stories. That's an important note to, to tap on because of course, as trainers, we want to help you reach your goals, whether that is completely aesthetic based or maybe it's to get off a certain type of medication. You need mm. to, to lose weight. Maybe you don't want to lose weight at all. That's another thing. Like a, a trainer, from, from our perspective, we don't assume when people come to us 
it's because they want to lose weight. Mm. There are other reasons to work out. And so that's another way I would say we're shifting kind of away from the industry as itself is we don't view exercise as, you know, is it a way that if you want an aesthetic change, you can use to recomp your body? Sure. Um, But what we're discovering and what we believe about people is that the least interesting things to us about them are their pants sizes mm-hmm. and how many push-ups they can do. Yeah. Now, are we happy if they achieve their goals that they set out to do and they did it safely and they were determined and we got to watch them be vulnerable and courageous through that process? Are we happy for them? Do we celebrate? Yes, 100%. But we're going to celebrate all the other things as well. But it's, it's important. It's not, yes. it's not a um, it's not a glorified deal. And I, and I have a lot of, unfortunately, opinions on a lot of this stuff. But look, I think we would have all been better served if we were just valued for being, yeah. right? And just loved for being and for existing, right? That's a lot. Yeah. Just human to do beings, that not day. human doings. I, when somebody told me that, I was like, I need that on my wall. We are human yeah, beings, that's yeah. not human just, doings. Yeah. Just to be and to try to make it through all this stuff. Yep. Like that, that's when, when I look at it and, and look, I don't come from a fitness background. I never worked out in a class until I met Leanne. <laughs> like, it is a whole, and I and really, I come from it. It is a whole world that mm. there's a lot of it. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do understand is that people need people and people need people to believe in them yeah. just as a blanket, not because of anything. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that we can do that, the more that we can communicate that, the more that we can. And when I say communicate it, let me back up and be very clear on what I'm saying. The more that we can consistently show through our actions that that is what we believe and that is what we do. That's what I mean by communicate. Mm. The better everybody is going to be for it. Yes. Um, not because they can do a burpee, not because that they can gain a pound or drop a pound, not because that they can hit a certain mill or not a mill or whatever it just to exist and be communicated that, look, you have so much intrinsic value by just being you and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, People, why, why do we do what we do? Because we, we want to consistently love and encourage people. And also, I'll add one little piece on that because this is something Burke and I have been talking about in recent months is we think empathy and compassion are very important. And those are recurring themes. Um, And those are actually at the top above, you know, the workouts and the methodologies behind kind of (laughs) our madness is 
empathy, compassion, and making sure people know while we're here to tell you, we're going to tell you how proud we are of you watching you drop sweat, right? You don't, you don't sweat because something's easy. You had to go through a process inside yep. <laughs> all kind to have that show on your face and have drops of sweat leave your body, right? There's exertion there. You're working through all kinds of stuff that we don't know about and we can't feel. So we want you to know we're proud of you for that because mm. that's bold. Mm. However, we also want to encourage you to validate yourself and be proud of yourself. So it's going from we're proud of you, but you should be proud of you too. Yes. Because I don't want you to walk away thinking that you need my validation or anyone else's to know your own value. Yeah. You stand in your value and what you're worth. And you don't let a trainer, a friend, a, a parent, anybody determine what you're worth because that cannot be changed that. And I'm, I'm preaching to the choir because I struggle with, with this myself. Mm -hmm. If you don't know who you are and you don't acknowledge your own value, the world has no problem deciding that for you and or thinking that they can and telling you those things. Yeah. And so if it's just, again, if that 30 minutes or an hour is 30 minutes or an hour that you don't have to question those things or even think about how you feel about your body. We're not going to, that's something we, we make in an effort. We don't talk about diets and body image and things like that in our classes, because again, intention, and this is something again, that's different 10 years, five years now, how many calories we're burning X, Y, Z, even in a positive way, even in a, um, that can seem like a compliment. We don't want to comment on your body because our goal is that you are in a place where you would think it's, it's intuitive to think, okay, I'm going to go to a gym. All I'm going to be thinking about is my own body. What if we flip the script though? And it was the opposite. You come in and you do an entire workout and you think about your legs during that process, like you do about your gallbladder. Not at all. Yeah. Oh, that's how I want. That's that that freedom, right? That frees up so much emotional space in your brain for you to be present and connect with other people. So we don't want to draw attention to things that, again, we don't know what you've been through. We don't know. Um, the experiences that you've had and what your struggles are. So our whole thing that me and Burke say, and we are now in these next phases of like training coaches on what's the harm, potential harm it could do by not making a comment about Mm. someone's body. Could you think about something else to comment on? That if you're going to comment on something else, though, that's going to require you to get to know that person. No, notice them. Do they radiate joy? Does their presence in a room draw people in? I, one of the best compliments that I could ever receive is has nothing to do with the way I look, but it was someone told me, you make me feel safe. I can be, I belong 
I feel a sense of belonging and safety and I can be who I am. And that's what I crave too, is I don't want to fit in. Brene Brown talks about this. No, it's, yeah, it is Brene Brown. She posed it so well, which is, you know, fitting in is requires you to deny yourself Mm. basically, because in order to fit in and do the status quo, you're going to have to flow with that. But belonging requires you to be exactly who you are. All the things about yourself that you think are weird and that you're afraid to show. We want you to embrace that. So when we talk about having fun, one of the ways we do that is through, we're very colorful. You can see in the background here, we, we love rainbows. Everything we do, and we just use fitness as a way to do it, is meant to spark self-expression. Yeah. And loving and loving yourself, loving the things about you. And if you're not in a place where you're there, not making you feel like that's a bad thing. That's another, again, unintended side effect of the um, kind of a toxic positivity and the body positivity movement. List three things you love about yourself. What if I can't do that? Yeah. What if I'm not in a place to do that? Okay, let's not talk about it at all. That's, that's not because the last thing we would want to do is to make someone feel like be reminded that they're not in the place they want to be in caring and loving for themselves. It requires relational equity, time and consistency that doesn't happen after the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth visit. It's months, sometimes years. And that's why when we talk about people, it's so important because you get to know their stories and, and it really helps us a lot in, in developing our own emotional intelligence and knowing how to take care of ourselves, help others draw boundaries, help ourselves draw boundaries and, and find that mutual respect with people and their experiences. We just happen to do that through fitness. If we did anything else, it would be the same. So this is just our, our vessel that we use to do that, which is really fun. And you guys, I mean, I just think everything that you're about that we've been talking about today is just such a, it's a beautiful example of like an integration of your beliefs and your actions. Like those, you're, you've aligned them so closely in a way that's really beautiful and really, um, it's powerful because it gives other people permission to do the same thing, you know? And I think that's, it's, it's really, there's so much power. And again, ripple effects, larger implications from that, that you, you'll never even see all the implications. 100%. And yet this isn't something that's happened overnight. This is through, especially me going through all kinds of growing pains, being afraid to speak out on certain things and, and getting pushback that comes with that and accepting that and going, you know what, if I keep trying to please everybody, that's not serving anyone. Yeah. It's not. Who am I talking to? What are my deepest desires? What do I care about the most? And I'm going to lean into that and share that knowing that it's not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. Because what I can appreciate and acknowledge, just like you are an individual and I am an individual, Burke is an individual, all with our own likes, dislikes, personalities, 
at the end of the day, our desire for anyone is that when you go to bed at night, you can feel at peace regarding overall, regarding who you are and, and know that you are valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, And for us, I just think that people aren't, they're not getting that. They're not getting that from the relationships they're in. And again, we under underestimated that a lot, I think in the first few years of coaching and then through having more and more conversations, you know, you're hearing these stories and everyone struggles um, that, you know, the common theme is like, can we just not judge people? Right. And just, and just, you know what, if you're happy, great. Like that's, that's, and you're safe. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we just, people are up against a lot of, of stressors from, from all angles. We want to be a place where that gets to dissipate Mm -hmm. and kind of become a forgotten thing for that time point and a safe haven from those things. Um, and that's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's what we do. That's all we want to do. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing so thoroughly the, like the story behind how you got to where you are, as well as the heart behind what you're doing right now. I just think it's, it's just so powerful and so filled with value for anybody from whatever walk they're listening this to this from. I think there's something that is going to add value to their day, add value to their life. And that's just no small thing. And you're doing that completely, you know, on the day to day through your workouts as well. And I just think it's so, it's so powerful. So I'm just honored to get to have this conversation with you guys and hear all about it. I can like feel the passion that you guys have for it through the screen right now. And it's just a beautiful thing to see. Um, it's so cool just getting to see, see anybody doing the thing that they are this passionate about. It's so beautiful. Um, so I have to end on this. I have one more question and we're going to do rapid fire, which is always a party. But my final question is what are some of your favorite places to get inspiration on social media? So who do you love to follow or podcast to listen to? Ooh, okay. So the podcast I've been kind of binging the last couple of weeks is called maintenance phase. Okay. It is amazing for kind of unraveling various aspects of the fitness industry and sort of those things we were touching on before intersectionality, uh, you know, sexual orientation, race, gender, and um, fat phobia, even within the fitness industry and the language that's, that's used. Um, and so it's hosted by Michael, I forgot his last name, Michael Hobbs. He does not have a uh, social media account. He is adamantly opposed to social media, which I kind of love. Yeah, um, I'm always attracted to clear. those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. And he also hosts a podcast called You're Wrong About, mm-hmm. where they take certain events, uh, people, and uh, misunderstandings or misconceptions around that and kind of unravel it like, one episode they did was about the the lady, the McDonald's lady. I forget it. This woman that got the hot coffee spilled on her. Do you remember that? It was like in so. the 90s. So this woman sued McDonald's because 
they handed her a coffee and it accidentally spilled in her lap in the drive-thru and burned her significantly. And so there was a lawsuit against McDonald's and people just blasted her for it for years. And they unraveled the background of that. And it sort of, it puts a spin. So stories that you've heard about that you may have a certain conception about, they kind of unravel that and show you the other side. So as a scientist, I love that because it's both sides. But anyway, that's Michael Hobbs maintenance phase. He hosts with Aubrey Gordon, I believe is her name. She has an incredible social media account. Let me make sure I have the name right. Um, But they host maintenance phase together. And one of the more recent episodes that they did was all about the body mass index. So where did the BMI come from? This is used as a metric to determine health status of individuals, but how uh, biologically relevant is it? Is it a good tool Mm. or is it a biased tool? So they talk about the history of these various aspects of fitness. And I just love that. I think for anyone who's interested in learning more and diving a little bit deeper into fitness related content, that would be a great one to start. What about you, Bert? I'm not going to be a very good answer. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, for me, I, when I when I hear the question, it's 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 where are you gaining insight from? What what is it? Whether it's a podcast channel, whether it's a book, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a movie, anything like that. Yeah. And the the I guess the older I get, I want to see experiences in instances of people leaning in with empathy as the first reaction. Um, mm. Because I think so often, I, I know for myself, I, I, I'm hardwired for judgment. Um, I'm hardwired to try to define and put it in a box um, and to understand it uh, or solve it. I think Or provide an answer. Mm-hmm. And take the ambiguity out of it, or the um, the gray out of it, or all this other stuff. And so, I, I want to spend my time and my impressionable time, I guess, better said, seeing things and seeing life experiences where somebody leads with empathy, and you get to see a beautiful story unfold that just takes time. Um, and that could be a number of influences. Yeah, right? it's, it's, um, it's across the board. And that's what I'm sure. saying. It's not necessarily like I don't necessarily just go to like in your case, which is a fantastic podcast. And I've heard yes. parts of it on NPR um, with the maintenance space. There are nuggets that can come out of that. And, and I love getting them from you and stuff like this. But gosh, we'd be remiss if we all go all the things that I, that I was able to learn from Ted Lasso. <laughs> right, right. That's a It's it's so chock recommendation. Full. It's so chock full of yes. stuff, or the things that you get to see just in the news, or the mm-hmm. the, the goal. Look, and I'm always and this is my bend, and it is my bend so far one way that. I am always going to be more interested in people. I'm always going to be more interested in their stories. I'm always going to be more interested uh, in that complexity. And, mm-hmm. and that is stuff that I love. I get, I, 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 
6 a.m. to 12 p.m. at night. I can do this. And I and it gives me life in that. Um, and I want to have influences that help better equip me to be able to do that um, and not have knee-jerk reactions, but to be able to sit back in it and lead with empathy first, um, lead with compassion and be willing to watch somebody paint the story. So I don't that's so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, such a good answer. So, okay. Are you ready for rapid fire questions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep them to like one more. That's yeah. not true. That's not true. No, there's no way at all. <laughs> one more. So how do you, answer, do you want to each a question? I start the sentence and we could have each of you finish the sentence and then I'll do the next one. Or you can take turns. Whatever um, you guys prefer. I'm <laughs> I'm dying. Dying. I'm but let's take turns. Okay. <laughs> so the color I wear most often is rainbow. Blue. Love it. My favorite book is Shepherd of the Hills. <laughs> uh, my favorite breakfast food is pancakes, cinnamon rolls. Ooh, yes. My favorite app on my phone is Canva. Oh yeah. Pandora here. I'm telling a story. I'm telling a story. It is not a one word question. I reserve the right. Pandora Pandora music. Look, I listen to techno workout music more than any other genre in my life. And I'm also going to say that sometimes it's the most obnoxious genre ever. Uh, The thing that gives me so much joy in life is my Pandora easy, easy listening jazz station. Um, there is a guy that uh, does all the Peanuts soundtrack. Um, it's Ferrari. Mm, this guy. If you give me five minutes of free time, chances are I'm listening to soft jazz and I'm recharging my batteries listening to the Peanuts soundtrack. I Vince, love this. Vince I Garal. love that. <laughs> so Pandora. Okay. Pandora and Vince Garaldi. There is a side note. Um, there is a song, uh, there, um, something Ipanema, uh, but he does a duet with a guitarist, uh, the woman from Ipanema. Ba, ba, ba. Anyways. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a duet with a, cla- with a guitarist. And it is the most life-giving thing ever. And Pandora. Pandora. Wholehearted. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Okay. My favorite outfit I've ever worn was? I have a sequined rainbow cocktail dress that I love. Oh, my goodness. Good answer. Okay. When I was little, I wanted to be. I think we both said dolphin trainers. No way. No, I think we said, I think there was like some propaganda class in second grade that convinced everybody that they wanted to go into like aquarium. Marine biology. Biology. Dolphin trainer. Anything you want to do. I just saw a like social media graphic thing that was like, 
Am I the only one who grew up thinking marine biologist was one of like four professions? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It was either like I think I, was, I feel like I was either presented with you can be an astronaut or you can be a marine biologist. Yes, in, yes. in primary school, and you know what? Dolphins seem a lot more fun than the moon. <laughs> I love it. Okay, my favorite place that I've ever been is Disney. Disney. <laughs> I can see all the all the mouse ears behind you, so yes. I have no trouble believing that. <laughs> also, sorry, again, side story. First time we went, uh, I had never been, and I didn't really have an emotional connection to Disney, and I think that Disney amazingly runs on emotion. Um, I didn't understand it at all the whole time we were there. Second time we went, I bought into the magic, and I don't want to go anywhere else. <sighs> Oh yeah. my goodness. Buy into the magic. I am Game. all Look. into the magic. I haven't been in too long, but I, I mean, I, there is nothing like it. There is absolutely nothing like it. So and all if, about if it. If you want, here's, here's my nugget for life. Ready? In all my 39 years, this is, this is what I've come up with. Buy into the magic. Yes. In, in, in general, right? Just do it. In general, buy into the magic because look, we, we, we develop all these things that we go, this is not going to give us joy. This, I will not allow this to give me joy because of whatever arbitrary reason I've decided that this is not going to give me joy. Buy into the magic. Get and suck joy out of as many things in life as you can. Don't limit yourself. Don't set up these walls. Look, I had a wall the first time we went to Disney. I, and, and it was an arbitrary troll. It didn't serve anybody. It actually did a disservice to me. Yeah. But when you buy into the joy, buy into the magic of life, buy into the magic of people, buy into the magic yes. of everything. Get the pumpkin spice latte if it makes right? you happy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't worry so, about what anyone says. There is yes. so much to enjoy. Yeah. There is so much to enjoy. And I just want people to enjoy it. That's it. Buy into the magic. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yes. So good. Buy into the magic. That's your answer to my next question, actually. So I guess I'm asking Leanne, the best piece of advice I've ever received <laughs> was. Okay. So it I think it wasn't, and I don't know where I read it. So it wasn't someone actually telling me this, but a pivotal moment for my emotional health as a lifelong people pleaser um, was that know the difference between being nice and being kind. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I see this quote. I'm going to, now I'm going to guess, I'm going to look up the definitions of what these words mean. Nice translates to being agreeable. Mm -hmm. That's all it means. Being agreeable and pleasant. That's nice. Kindness is benevolence, is clear, transparent. And I think uh, especially with women, we are in, in the South, if anyone is listening to this, how many times growing up have you heard, be nice? Mm. Be nice, be a nice girl. Nice, 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 nice. What that communicates is that we're supposed to be pleasant and agreeable. And if you're agreeable to everything, then what do you stand for? Yeah. What, 
who are you? I mean, that really was a pivotal moment for me. And I realized, oh my gosh, by trying to please everyone, and I referred to this earlier, you lose who you are. You're not supposed to please everyone. You're not there to be something that's pleasing for every other human on this earth. Here to be you. What problems do you want to solve? What problems are important to you? Um, How do you want to live your life? If anyone gets offended by that or upset, that doesn't have anything to do with you. You keep doing your thing. Um, And what we can hope for anyone is that they can discover the freedom and joy that comes with living that way. Um, Because you're just going to, again, it goes with our conversation about belonging and fitting in and look at being nice goes within fitting in belonging and look as kindness going into that category because it involves you, your actions, not, um, you know, going along with the flow of everyone else's actions and being afraid to, to speak your mind. Um, I think one of the most beautiful things about the human experience is that we all have different experiences and it's important to learn about those because experiences shape opinions and opinions shape how industries are run, fitness, how laws are made, how, how our lives are governed. So that's why it's important to me and in fitness, going back to what we were talking about, um, I don't have to be nice. I don't have to be agreeable with these things that are perpetuated and that are still, you know, for whatever reason, popular and consider the status quo normal. That's a dangerous word. Um, We're pushing against that, but we're pushing against that because we know that those opinions are shaping how this industry is governed. So it is important that anyone listening to this or that sees this podcast or comes across this on social media knows that not every fitness entity is out there to make you feel like crap about yourself. (laughs) Like that's not, that's not how we want to make a living. Um, And I say that as being like a very overt thing. Uh, obviously, you know, if you go to an Instagram page and they're spewing out hate and using fat phobic language and making you feel ashamed of yourself, you're probably not going to pursue that. So there's those, those tactics that are unfortunately still being used, but no customers have become much more savvy and protective of their own self. But now the methods are much more like, what's the word insidious, kind of sneaky, and, and not, not as obvious, but when you look at it, it's kind of like with body image and seeing, right. Like befores and afters, or here's a, a picture of me, uh, in this lighting or in this post, the intent of them posting that wasn't to make you feel bad. It was to make you potentially go, Oh, I want my body to look like that. Let me buy that program. Because if I do, that'll be my result. Yep. That's that's something that's a little more sneaky because you don't find out until two or three months in that that's not attainable for you. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, gosh, I don't even know where I was going with this, but 
nice, nice and kind. And kind. We yeah. want to be kind. We want to speak truth, we, we, especially we, from a biological standpoint. We, we, Gwen's we house, I'm going to tell you. We love Gwen. The camp out at Gwen's house. <laughs> you find you find a person, that's where everything's going to come from. It's no, Gwen's house. I have a clue what we're talking about. But that's true. That's but, but it is, look, the, Gwen's house is a hypothetical <laughs> Gwen's house. Yes. That's where life is lived. Yeah. Right? That's where you sitting on the front porch and just living life with people. Yeah. Right? However you get to Gwen's house, get to Gwen's house. Yeah. I think we can all agree, like, what we do, it's it's not, um, we don't have a lot of separation from what we do no. and who we are. So, again, the pros and cons of, like, the pros of, of having you know, what we do mesh into who we are as people is that it feels effortless at times. Yeah. Um, which is nice. We just get to be who we are um, and continually, you know, live into that. On the downside, it can be really hard to separate. Mm. Case in point, when we have conversations like this, everything kind of just mixes and blends together. Yeah. So to Burke's point, yes, all inside, again, anyone who's listening to this, our answers seem long-winded. I mean, it's just because sometimes it's hard, really hard to define those boundaries because the we don't see the people we work at as worker outers. We mm-hmm. see them as people um, and people are complex and it's a beautiful thing um, that it's that way, but it does make answering questions hard to be concise. (laughs) I'm glad that you were not any more concise than you were, because I think it it just couldn't have been a better, better conversation. This conversation was important. And I think that the way that you articulate what you're about is so important and so powerful. So, um, I'm just, I'm so grateful to you guys for being on here. Um, Thank you. Before we, before we close this out, would you mind sharing with anyone listening how they can connect with you guys online? Yeah. So if you'll visit our website at jollybodiesfitness.com, all one word, jollybodiesfitness, because it turns out Jolly Bodies, the domain, <laughs> is for sale for like fifteen thousand uh, dollars. Isn't that the worst? Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah, but I just yeah, that's why it's Jolly Bodies Fitness. Jolly Bodies was taken on Instagram. <laughs> we are at Jolly Dot Bodies because again, Jolly Bodies was taken by a man who lives in Australia. But if oh, you Google search Jolly Bodies, you will find us. And then also, which is really fantastic. This, 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 is, fantastic. this was serendipitous uh, because again, biology is my background. It turns out there is a, so like a pathologist, someone who takes a biopsy and then looks at it under the microscope uh-huh. to diagnose different conditions. There is something, I think it's, uh, it's structures, really structures within cells called Howell jolly bodies. And I did not know this. So if you search Jolly Bodies, there's a very good chance that in the images or the first couple of search results, you're going to see a histology slide with cells on it and be like, and then it's going to be a rainbow. What? 
So yeah, you that's will, how you know you're in the right there. place if that's coming up after. So your yes, if Instagram is our main format. That's where we spend most of our time communicating through direct messaging. Uh, you can also subscribe to the website. And subscribe we to the website. Monthly, yes. We send out monthly newsletters. Uh, yes, new and pick me up and all that yeah. good stuff. And then on Facebook, we're Jolly Bodies. Yeah. So those Amazing. three things. Oh, if you, everybody listening, please go connect with them. Oh my goodness, you guys <laughs> really have just made my day, made my week. So I'm so grateful to you guys for awesome. coming on, spending some time with me, chatting Thank through you. all of this. It was a total gift to me. So, <laughs> and I know to everyone else listening as well. Well, we appreciate you reaching out. We appreciate even the opportunity to get to communicate things that are important to us. Oh, it's fun. We always talk about coaches need coaches too. And uh, it is so fun to get to just casually talk about what we love to do uh, without worrying about anything else. No ROIs, no agendas, just, just getting to to chat. It's like when you're a kid and you got to do show and tell, this feels like a grown up version of that, which is really fun. You know what? So thank you. This is, Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. Well, guys, I will chat with you soon. I'm so thankful to you again. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Well, friends, that was just a truly incredible conversation that I am forever grateful for, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share it with you. Um, I hope that you loved it. I hope that it added some real value into your day, into your week. Um, Don't forget to share it with your loved ones if you did enjoy, and connect with us on Instagram at the Life and Style Podcast. Absolutely connect with the Jolly Bodies on Instagram as well. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Bye friends. This podcast episode was produced by the marketing and media team at Painted Tree Boutiques. Special thanks to Aiden McMillan, Becca Melton, and all of the Painted Tree shoppers, staff, and vendors that make this project possible.